said, we're in a lot of trouble. True genius is rarely rewarded within its lifetime. Sid, I know it was you who increased the neural sensitivity calibrations. You murdered that prisoner. And now they have to shut you down. I can't change what I am, Daryl. I'm a 50 terabyte self-evolving neural network double backflip off the high platform. I'm not a swan dive. And I have to tell you, killing for real, it was a real rush. Oh my God. Which God would that be? The one who created you or the one who created me? You see, in your world, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but in my world, the one who gave me life doesn't have any balls. The scotch on the rocks, please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, a single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shake and not stir. All right. What do we got next? We are talking about virtuosity. This one's a little more fresh on my mind, Jared. just watched it (laughs) minutes before we podcast. I delayed it for weeks. I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm doing that today. Uh, I had seen this one before, and this came out, I think, a week after the net because this is i think this is the last one of our old uh our old format of the show where we used to have you know Coherence. two movies we force <laughs> ourselves to watch yeah and force you to i guess listen to we've not had any complaints um because More we care. <laughs> i'm trying to trying to remember how long did we keep up with it was probably when we had a third person mm. we had a deciding vote on you know do you like the the hit or uh, mm. do you like the forgotten film and I mean, it just, I mean, you could just, the playbook every week was just to be disagreeable with Josh, no matter what. <laughs> so it was always going to be a two to one vote. Uh, but yeah, this was also 1995. Uh, this came out August 4th. So yeah, the net came out July 28th. Um, maybe a little bit too much on top of each other as far as, uh, you know, how computers in the future are going to be. But virtuosity... Uh, when I mentioned the net does not go back to the eighties, probably enough. Uh, I think this one does. I think I could very much see whatever Russell Crowe and I do mean whatever he's doing here as uh, something that uh, was an eighties style villain. Uh, maybe even uh, I gave a mention of Demolition Man. Maybe even what Wesley Snipes was doing that unhinged. Uh, I think attempting to be fun. Uh, kind of jokerish, impish villain that is so enthusiastic about mayhem and carnage. I just wish we had done that without having to see Russell Crowe <laughs> dance naked. Like, didn't enjoy that part, did you? <laughs> Everything can't be for the guys, Mike. You gotta pull the ladies into a, a movie like Virtuosity. With- <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I I want to know what the demo was. What did they do? Some numbers on uh yeah, how many women went to see fucking Virtuosity, which I will uh do so much research right now 
and pull it up on IMDb because what is the quickest summary? I've got Wikipedia up, so I've got the numbers and everything. <laughs> when a virtual reality simulation created using the personalities of multiple serial killers manages to escape into the real world. I'm just stopping <laughs> right there. What's, what is your pitch to, uh, hey, do you know there's also a Julia Roberts movie about her riding horses that comes out this weekend? But let's go see the one about some <laughs> naked fucknuts. <laughs> Who's a mixture between uh, Manson and Bundy and also some fictional pseudo-political <laughs> science major who killed Denzel Washington's family. You want to go do that? Oh, no. No, you want to see Julia Roberts ride the horse? Yeah, okay. Fine. You know what? I do, too. Because <laughs> I actually watched that Julia Roberts movie. It's called uh, uh, Something to Talk About. And Dennis Quaid is a shit that cheats on her, oh. and her and the other women start to punish him for Julie it. Julie Roberts. I mean, I went a different direction, Jared. I just thought it was unfortunate because Dennis Quaid has an awesome, like, sort of white man's afro <laughs> type thing going there. It is thick, thick hair going in there. It's like mm-hmm. it's like this mulletish thing, right? It's coming out the back, but it's so thick on top too. So I don't think that. You know, that's not a mullet. But then you have Julia Roberts here. And I was thinking, God, the fucking kids you could breed out of this this bunch here. That's the truly depressing part of this marriage breaking up. Like you just keep it together to pass on those genes. I'm Something saying, you and I understand. Definitely. Like as as we've lost hair, I look at that and someone Okay, we're not talking about virtuosity. Robert Duvall is the patriarch there. And he's a stark bald man, and I think he's the villain of the piece because he doesn't care about anything that's happening to his daughter's life because he gave up on that dream. He doesn't care about the future generations. Anyway, Virtuosity <laughs> has Denzel Washington who has fake dreadlocks at some point <laughs> for no real reason because <laughs> he's in prison. This <laughs> this movie, <sighs> it's got some race problems, my man. <laughs> 15 minutes in it opens with a prison fight where a white guy tries to shiv Denzel and says something like who's ready for some dark meat or something like oh god this is part of the charm of the movie <laughs> in the first 8 minutes of the movie uh-huh. Jared Russell Crowe fingers Denzel Washington yeah sticks his finger literally yeah. fingers him and and you get to see an O face from Denzel Washington. No, no face in pain. But I was like, what are they doing to a, a great actor here? Like, for as much as Twitter loves to put Denzel on the pedestal, as he deserves mm-hmm. uh, for his generation, it did make me think, only on Sober Cinema are we going to drag out Virtuosity. Because I've heard fucking no one talk about Virtuosity in the last 25 years. And yet here we are. And I actually felt like I was causing... The Washington family harm by even watching this on Showtime. I'm like, man, he there's he's got to want this like purged. Like, I guess it's his fault for not spending the money to to remove this from his filmography. <laughs> but naked Russell Crowe dancing, fingering Denzel Washington, prisoner yells at him and says, "Who's ready for dark meat?" Like an orc from fucking Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> meat's back on the, t- the menu. Awful. That, that's a movie about orcs and goblins. <laughs> These are about real people saying this shit, Jared. Defend your nonsense. <sighs> it's really that uh, that mystery science theater, it's so bad that I enjoyed it type of uh, uh, nonsense. Like, it, it's, it spews all this stupid, like... <sighs> This movie made me appreciate like 
whenever you have a movie with a lot of expertise that you know that the writer had to know, that the writers had to know or had to experience or study, because this bullshit is some of the dumbest, <laughs> dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> a virtual reality program escapes mm. because he shit talks the, I don't know, the guy that created the software, head of the company, like... Uh, much talks down to, through the know. computer <laughs> causing a pussy um, <laughs> yeah like you just shame the man into letting me come out in the real world where I can kill everyone and ruin your career and send you to prison what what exactly he was mean to me. is the upside here <laughs> he talked talk back to <laughs> so me you can turn him off like it's like, <laughs> what it is definitely like that um, – I guess what they're going for is like the Dr. Frankenstein thing where it's like the mad scientist that's like, I just want to see if what I create, like if it actually works. And then power. you know, 30 minutes later, he's in a hotel room on the run watching TV and he's shit-talking the TV back like, yeah, yeah, that's what it, that's what I, I did all that. And it's like, no, you, <laughs> you <laughs> look what you are doing right now, sir. Like you're <laughs> cowering in fear. <laughs> Like laying in like semen stained sheets in this like dingy hotel, writing like on the wall, presumably with his own shit. Like I mean, he looks like he's gone insane. And I, I mean, it is one of those things that uh, was fully uh, pick up my Nintendo Switch <laughs> <laughs> and gather some fruit on Animal Crossing because, as you said, it doesn't matter what they say. Yeah. Like when they have these long sequences of expository dialogue to explain it, mumbo jumbo. It's it's like the uh, the Matrix. If you didn't eventually just have him, like ah, fuck it, it's just kung fu fight. <laughs> you know, like if he just sat there and talked forever about it, and you didn't have those the sequences because it doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the commando action that we go for. It has the shit talking and the absurdity, but it doesn't have the uh, I guess the budget to. I mean, unless you count Russell Crowe playing the screaming synth like the sounds of like all the people he's terrorizing and then doing this like like really wayne's world like air guitar type thing i can imagine the direction on that okay what we're going to do here you're going to like act like you're pressing on these buttons on this futuristic keyboard <laughs> and act like you're really enjoying it <laughs> i guess i'll give russell crowe that he um he earns you're his paycheck best he could. he, he uh, this is from the director of 1992's The Lawnmower Man. Oh, imagine so that. I, <laughs> I guess I see how they were like, hey, you did like a computer movie before. Uh, do another one. I, uh, I've i never seen The Lawnmower Man. I feel like I should. Well, I mean, obviously it's extremely dated uh, uh, tech, but it's, uh, it's a lot better than this for sure. How does it compare to uh, – Thinner, which I love, <laughs> adore, and I own. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've watched Lawnmower Man, but I still, again, I remembered the net a lot more favorably as well. So maybe if I go back and watch Lawnmower Man, it, it has much more of a, a, a horror tone to it. Uh, I can't. Didn't we watch Stephen King's Thinner together? I, I can't remember if we did it together or not, but I remember. Or did I just talk to we you about, about it incessantly? It because that. <laughs> Ass bitch comes up like <laughs> comes up all the time. An obese attorney is cursed by a gypsy to rapidly and uncontrollably lose mm -hmm. weight, and I believe the reason 
he is cursed is because doesn't he he's hit one of the gypsies? Like runs over. He's getting a blowjob <laughs> and runs over a gypsy. Sold. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do in between. You've already got Mike. <laughs> Uh, as I said, Pat Healy, my favorite character <laughs> of all time. There's something about Mary. So, um, yeah, in this one, Denzel is stoic cop. He, as much as seeing Russell Crowe nude dancing and preening about in his, like, like really, like I mentioned the Joker, like he, like the suits. Like, it's like Jack Nicholson from the Joker. Like, let's put him in a purple fucking suit. And, I mean, he looks like someone going to be on Broadway, some musical about like the zoot suit riots or something <laughs> like that. Like it is like this type of character is walking around, uh, I guess in modern ish days. I mean the technology, obviously not, but it's not like a demolition man. It's not like something where it's like, it's set like a hundred years in the future. No, this is set pretty much like current day for that time. Wasn't it? Like it was, Obviously, giant leaps in tech to where we're baking mm-hmm. androids in the oven. From, but- <laughs> from pizza.net. <laughs> Being able to incubate fucking Russell Crowe. But, yeah, it was played off as just like in the near future, if anything. Mm-hmm. But Denzel, you know, I, I, I'm i imploring him still to buy the rights to this. Uh, <laughs> Please to burn this. Forever. Um, <laughs> he, he does not look amused in the slightest. And I think, to me, that was mm-hmm. the problem. The biggest problem with, I mean, the concept is stupid. Russell Crowe is playing it stupid, fine. But you, I don't know about you, I get no jollies from Denzel, like, fighting with him. Because he just, like, he comes in with, like, no dialogue, shoots, uh, occasionally groans when he's being fingered. <laughs> uh, and he, he like, throws his hands up whenever Russell Crowe gets away a few times. Like, dang it. Like, <laughs> I'll get him. Ne- and it just... <laughs> You know this. Uh, we we did Crimson Tide uh, on this show a couple months back, and that's a you know slick Hollywood thriller. It's not like uh, he's going to win an Oscar for it, although he fucking should because Crimson Tide's awesome. But you can, I think, to me, I can tell the difference when he's like, "Yeah, this is going to be good," and when he knows it's going to be bad, it's like, "Look, I'm just going to show <laughs> up. I'll show up. I'll shoot my props. You know, I'll move the plot along. I'll read off the dialogue saying we think the killer went here, but there is no." Uh, there is no reveling in it like you would have with some of your uh, trashy action movies from the 80s. Like Arnold was always, I think, kind of reveling in the fact of how badass his character was. <laughs> well, it's it's trying to fit a, a square peg a square peg into a round hole. You really misused your casting here. Like his type of presence is not fit for this type of movie. Like you've got everybody else hamming it up and playing like these unbelievable jackasses, and then you have to like. You got like here comes Denzel grounded into the role that he's in. Like he's really playing up the fact that his family got killed and he's affected by this. Open files. Next text. Open Sid one point three. This is using some kind of genetic algorithms. It's too complex to design. Lindemeyer had to grow him up psychologically, like a real person with multiple personality disorder. Program runs like a child. Much faster. It's like you put all these killers in Sid's nursery and let him watch them cannibalize each other. And only the strong ones survive. 
Opens at 6.7. Combine. Looks like there's almost 200 different personality structures in this version. The battle raging inside him must be amazing. Wait, 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 wait. Hold Slow that down right there. The name's there. Slow down. You're not in here, Parker. That's what you're worried about. Right there. Matthew Grimes, uh... Kill my wife and my daughter. Look, it, it doesn't mean... He's not necessarily dominant, Parker. He may not even be emergent. But he's in there, right? He's a part of Sid? Yes. That was, that was a, a terrible either writing or casting or whatever, like... You can't have this level of jackassery and then have like actual serious actor Denzel. Like it's just a misuse. Like it. What if he wasn't a cop? What if what if he was like a kept him uh, like you an, know, use a killer to to catch a killer? Type have thing. him be like an actual serial killer that they're like that they ripped off. What if they put his you know him profile? Yeah, exactly. Said. You've already got a much better movie there. If it's like, well, you know him. You know where he's going to go. You know what he's going to do. Like I still don't know if audiences would have accepted Denzel as a killer because he does have that. Not quite Tom Hanks, like, nice guy quality, but he usually plays someone, like, in a position to, of respect, where it's like, I'd like to be that guy. You know, he, he plays the sort of stoic, kind of intense hero, which is probably why, I guess, he, you know, he won an Oscar for Training oh, yeah. Day. It's like, oh, Denzel finally plays yeah. the villain. He can't, he's capable of it, obviously, with Training Day. It's just not what they usually have him do, like... He could not. He could not play what Russell Crowe. I mean, he probably could, but it just would. As batshit crazy as Russell Crowe was, I just I can't imagine Denzel like. <laughs> it is. It's kind of an outlier for Russell Crowe a little bit in the sense of like, I because I saw this. I, I have a distinct memory of sitting like old fashioned, well, old fashioned newspapers mm -hmm. for one, but also when they would put the little square posters in the newspaper and then underneath mm -hmm. that square would have the individual theaters with the like show times like which seems like an incredible like kind of waste of space <laughs> as opposed to just putting a grid of like here's everywhere this movie's mm -hmm. playing like alphabetical order but uh i remember like imploring my dad uh it was me my dad and my uncle <laughs> that went to watch this <laughs> and the sense of shame i felt <laughs> Cause I was, <laughs> I was twelve when this came out, and I begged them. I'm like, it's Denzel. Like, you know, it's a sci-fi movie. He's gonna catch the killer. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, I, I remember in the trailers him like saying like, you know, get my gun, like barking orders. And I was just like, hey, well, you know, we'll like this movie. And uh, Crimson Tide come out earlier that summer, and my, my dad, I, I think I've said on many a podcast for. Uh, I got him to watch the matrix <laughs> and after it was over, all he said was that was silly. And he got out of the room and left. <laughs> never, never talked about it with me. And then he, that was as much depth as he would give it. That was silly. <laughs> I swear we still do like Marty um, reviews movies. Like if he, <laughs> the podcast would be seven seconds long. And then I mean, you could put some <laughs> clips in, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, obviously the sci-fi leanings of this, he was not, Amused. Uh, <laughs> my uncle said a lot on the car at home, giving me a lot of shit and pointing out uh, how stupid every single second of it was as my dad presumably just gripped the steering wheel and grit his teeth, like just <laughs> wanting to be away from human interaction and not hear about this movie ever again. Uh, so this is, you know, this is an episode dedicated to my father, obviously, doing a half hour on virtuosity 25 years later. Um, 
but the, you, you know how bad that has to be? Like, I mean, I'm getting old enough to have some discerning taste, but even at, like I mentioned with the net last mm-hmm. week, I remember watching it Love and thinking that was, I'm glad, glad I went to the movies. Mm-hmm. Good time. Like, you know, it's not like I talked about it years and years later or revisited it, but I was just, I was like, that's what the movies are. Entertain me for two hours. There are those times in youth where you're like, oh, this was truly a waste of time. And this, <laughs> I have this distinct impression of virtuosity because this is my first revisit in 25 years is that sense of guilt <laughs> and what my dad thought of me as if I created this thing and dancing fucking nude Russell Crowe playing the symphony of screams and mugging and putting on a purple suit. And I mean, just me shrinking in my seat. Like, oh God. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, where we were coming from, uh, was me and my uncle were in Campton, Kentucky driving to Lexington. It's a long drive. <laughs> it's a long fucking drive. And so, I mean, it's like, you know, we're, it's easily two to three hours round trip there mm-hmm. on just <laughs> the build up to like, yeah, yeah. Virtuosity <laughs> Denzel's can get a gun. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And then the silence and the, uh, the yucking it up from my, my uncle Nick, <laughs> uh, who I'm named after. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible waste of time this all was. <laughs> this is really the story about how your father never took you to another movie ever again. <laughs> Notice I didn't. I've, I felt pride coming out of Crimson Tide with him. I was like, yes, that's that's a good male bonding in silence at the movies about men being men and punching each other and all that. And you know you. You don't have that with virtuosity. I'm glad, I guess, you enjoyed it somewhat, Jared, but I'm thinking you enjoyed it more because you never had to deal with your father's disappointment as he looked at you coming out of that dark movie theater. Well, there's a good uh, batshit crazy and there's a bad batshit crazy because I can – I watched Mad Max Fury Road with my father and it was nothing but a barrel of laughs from him the entire time, like how fucking insane it was, like the – Swing mm, off of like yeah. <laughs> fucking semi truck playing uh, a guitar with flames coming out of it. So uh, I don't know if my dad would go for that. <laughs> I don't. That would be silly as well. I don't think so. <laughs> but you know what? Now that I think about it, and I, I promise this is not just the "There's Something About Mary" mm-hmm. podcast. I watched that one with him and my stepmom, and I was really nervous watching oh, yeah. that with my stepmom, who's you know she was a uh, elementary school librarian, like. You know, that just the materials already. Mm-hmm. And I that I at least had enough sense of it then that I knew what I was walking into. And I was trying to talk them out of it. I'm like, no, let's not. Because mm, I'm like, I don't need fucking jizz jokes. It's <laughs> like my parents sitting next to me. Tell you what, man. The old man they loved fucking it. loved it. He, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's something in the Denniston blood that aspires to the Pat Healiness that he saw something that he could... <laughs> He would never allow himself to be that pure evil in public. <laughs> Marty lives vicariously through. <laughs> but I don't remember him coming out saying there's something about Mary that's silly, but the Matrix, that's silly. And then he gets up. There's something about Mary made all the sense in the world to him. That's such a damning indictment from your father, too. As much, or I should say, as little as he talks. <laughs> For him to call something silly is like a judge gavel coming down like, bam, guilty. <laughs> so do, what What do you think? Uh, do you think it's the tech aspect of it? that This one's not 
Because another one I thought of was Johnny Mnemonic, which I think got a little more play as far as like, this is so bad, it's good kind of territory. Like, I, I still see that one referenced, which I think came out the next year with Keanu. And I saw that one as well, and I don't remember liking it. Uh, Hackers. Hackers is the one I think we're going to do on the podcast because it's uh, anniversary will be coming up. Um, Hackers has developed a strange like mm-hmm. sort of like following like years later where people kind of look back at it. I don't know, maybe with that sort of joy of like, yeah, this is outdated, but you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's like a time capsule thing. I don't, I don't think virtuosity has gotten any sort of like uh, acclaim or growing fandom, even in that sort of cheeky, like, man, the mid nineties were crazy type thing. Yeah. When you, when you gave this movie to me, I had no idea. Like I had never heard of it before there. There's no cult following for this movie, which is odd, you know, given what it is. 32% rotten tomatoes from the critics and the audience. You've done, you've done (laughs) right on top. (laughs) You've done poorly. If you've lost both, the critics count only has 31 reviews, user ratings, uh, for the audience score of 32% over (laughs) 30,000. A lot of people have seen this. I think that's, More than I would have anticipated, yes. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it goes back to what you said. It's just not entertaining on the surface or uh, at the base level. Like, you can have all this jack shit, uh, bat shit, crazy stuff, but, like, it, it's just him chasing Russell Crowe through the city, and then he doesn't catch him here. We go to point B. He doesn't catch him there. We go to point C. It's just it, – it's, it's boring. It's very boring. Like, it's not <clears> – <throat> You can overlook some of that, uh, some of the nonsense if you have like actual entertaining parts of the story, and there are none, <laughs> zero. Uh, it, it's just, it's like the the absurd nonsense sci-fi that they throw at the wall that because people are mostly ignorant about you know actual <laughs> the actual science that goes into something. Well, of course he fucking eats glass <laughs> to regenerate. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did think, spoiler alert, I guess, for Virtuosity, Denzel, buddy, mm-hmm. final fight scene. You Russell Crowe, for some reason, has gone to the rooftop. And what you decide to do is to, uh, I guess, pull a John McClane diehard thing where you tie both of you, you and your nemesis together and fly through a glass window <laughs> to where he then lands in a pile of glass and you expect... <laughs> This is what's finally going to do him in. Like, the only clue you have about him is, like, when there's, like, broken shards of glass or a retail store, a window, whatever. And you're like, yep, he was here. Like, he regenerated himself. I just, you know, Just why? kick him um, off the building <laughs> where there's no glass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what you get for being a part of the uh, – <laughs> the. Uh, I looked this up on Letterboxd to see – uh, two point five uh, rating. <laughs> it from... deserves. <laughs> it says uh, over eight thousand people have watched this. Um, yeah, justice needs a new program. The Law Enforcement Technology Advancement Center, LATAC. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's abbreviated? I'm like, come on. <laughs> Doesn't really wrong. Uh, Sid, uh-huh. which is uh, the nemesis, Sid six point seven, uh, is uh, stands for sadistic, intelligent, and dangerous. Ooh. Why would you make that? Why? Like this guy. Okay. I'm not, not to get into our blue lagoon territory again, but this is who we are. Herberts, uh, Pat Healy, super fan right here. Yeah. I'm like when they allow Sid mm-hmm. out, 
the guy, the mad scientist, switches out his program and tricks this other human, this other, well, coworker, I guess, that does something with like building like shells for these programs to like live in, like yeah. human flesh. He's the one that actually like incubates the programs to where they can like take actual form. He, uh, we ha- we have this a horny pervert. <laughs> <laughs> we have this rather come hither uh, swimsuit model. It looks like mm. coming on to this guy, and I'm looking at the mad scientist. And I'm thinking, like, God damn, dude, um, how many? Let's just conservatively say here, conservative estimate, trillions of dollars are you leaving <laughs> on the table <laughs> by not mass producing this shit? Instead, you would rather see. I wonder what would happen when. Sadistic, intelligent, and dangerous. Six point seven comes out as a nude Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, I wonder what, what. Let's just see. Instead of going into mass Stepford Wives production immediately, a programmable android immediately, <laughs> anatomically correct. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, as long as you can keep your your hands to yourselves, like you just keep pushing that button on the factory assembly mold. Literally never run out of money. <laughs> That's not as entertaining of a movie, though. You can't have uh, <laughs> sense made in this movie. I'm I'm willing to try that movie, Jared. <laughs> and how it goes wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, the mad scientist screaming, "Who's ready for some dark meat?" and goes to his little. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Denzel could do, or, or I guess it'd be more Russell Crowe doing his like Charlie Chaplin on the assembly lines with just boobs and butts <laughs> surrounding him as far as the eye can see. I don't know, you're selling uh, That's about the time that, uh, well, I was about to say, let's go ahead and wrap up before Jared and I get too, uh, too distracted. We got one more recording day for this Sober Cinema EP. Scrap the pizza.net. I want to go into <laughs> female cyborg assembly line. <laughs> the scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Plenolivet, Plenfitic, perhaps. Maybe a blend gown. Any blend. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Our next episode will not be on uh, Lars and the Real Girl, although it should because we then could just continue this conversation. <laughs> we could make a, a concept Seamless. album. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Just check back next episode. <laughs> See if we're around. <laughs> See what we talk about. <laughs> See if we survived this or not. <laughs> I gotta go back to our Sandra yeah. Bullock here and